This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hey, welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group. I'm here with my cohort, uh, Jeff. He's also works for Brookside. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm great. How about you? Good. Uh, a lot of stuff going on with the IRS. In the last, uh, <laughs> just few, a few, few things. <laughs> just a few things. So we thought we'd have a little tax update um, because it's uh, we're getting a lot of calls, a lot of questions regarding delays, when they're going to get their money, what's going on with uh, the new child tax credit thing. So um, so let's, let's go ahead and get into it. So one, we have big delays, right? Yeah, there's about 35 million people out there right now that are still waiting for their refund, which is just unbelievable. So yeah, we're getting daily calls, people saying, what, what's, what's going on? Was something filed wrong? Was it submitted? And of course, you go to the IRS's website and you see they got it, but it's just not being processed. Yeah, yet. I think they said like 35 million yep. behind. 35 so million. So that, that's a lot considering there's probably only, I would, I would guess, out of 330 million people in this country, there's probably only 200 million taxpayers, right? So, right. Well, they actually so, said it's, it's they, they processed 136 million. But 20%, the 35 million are still out there right now. So 20% of people are still waiting. Yeah, I know. We've been getting phone calls and emails. Hey, and there's not really we can do. Like, we we don't have some back door number to call. And, well, we do, but we can't get through yeah. that either. So, yeah, you call the IRS right now, and you're, you're literally on hold for two hours, and the phone just hangs up. Yeah, it's kind of luck of the draw. I mean, you just keep dialing and hope for the best. But So what caused all this? I mean, of course, COVID was the start of all this. A lot of the IRS employees were working from home last year. That's true, right? Yes. So I don't even know how they get onto those computer systems, but, right? Because there's so, qu- quite a few computer systems at the IRS, and then so we had the stimulus money that went out. Most people got. I, I still have some people called. They haven't got the fourteen hundred dollar one yet. Yeah, yeah, there are there, a lot of them. Are, if the return wasn't processed yet, there's a good chance they didn't get the fourteen hundred dollars. So and some some I have they haven't just got their refunds either. Sure, and the refunds didn't include the fourteen hundred. That was just oh right extra right, right? so. I don't, I don't know what to tell a, you guys out there. It's just we're, it we're waiting on effect. it, too. Um, the, the big issue, not one of the major issues we had during tax season was uh, the unemployment. So, as you know, uh, there was some unemployment bonuses last year, up to $600 a week extra. So people were getting unemployment. Then uh, somewhere in the middle of tax season, the IRS, or, or Congress, I should say. Middle of March. Yeah. <laughs> You got uh, wise and I'm not wise or whatever, but they said, "Hey, we're going to make the first ten thousand two hundred dollars of of um, unemployment non-taxable." So that kind of threw a monkey wrench in it for us because we were unsure what we were going to do on our end because we had processed on our end. I think we processed five hundred returns already by that. At least, that, yeah. That you, you would think they could have passed this in January. <laughs> unemployment on them, so. It, so, but they said they were going to fix it. We didn't have to amend right, it. Right. So they're in the process currently of adjusting returns. I know a, a wave went out last month. There's another wave going out this month that they're working on now. 
But that, that's what's caused all the, the issues, really, is everybody's at a standstill saying, what do I do? Do I file my return? Do I wait? Do I amend my return? Plus, is how do we know it's right? Right. I'm sure we're going to get calls, hey, can you verify this number? I got, you know, $1,200 back. Was that what was I supposed to get? So that's going to cause us a little more work. Sure, because it can impact other credits, too. So what ultimately what IRS is saying is we're going to refund the money on the 10 too, but if it impacted anything else, then you need to go back and amend your return. Well, they're not going to figure out the credits for you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that could happen because if your if your income goes down because this ten thousand dollar is no longer on your tax return, you could have fell into the range where some of the credits were applicable to you. Right. Right. So, so there could be more money out there. Oh boy. So and there's only forty million people they, they're estimating that had unemployment last year. So just imagine the the work that they're going through to try to adjust all these returns. Well, forty million is a lot out of mm-hmm. two hundred million. Yep, right. So. Absolutely. And then we had the whole issue with there was a lot of unemployment fraud last year. Right. Well, we, we saw a <laughs> we, lot of we, those. We even, yeah. So the unemployment fraud was basically someone would steal your identity just for unemployment purposes and file a claim and get money. But then you would get the 1099 saying, hey, grandma, you 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 had $10,000 of unemployment last year. And grandma would come in and say, I didn't get any unemployment. And that's right. The vast majority of them that we saw were older people that have been yeah. retired for a long yeah. period of time. So that was the issue. How did you report that? You know, we, we handled it a couple of different ways here, but um, hopefully and then, that. Then, of course, we had to wait for Ohio. So every state was different based on how they're going to do it. Ohio turned around and said, well, we're not going to adjust it. So you needed to wait until IRS processes your return, gives you your refund. Then you're actually going to have to go so on the IRS portal. That's if you filed before they told us the unemployment was ta- right. Taxable. Exactly. So exactly. if you came in later in the tax season, when they already said it's not going to be taxable, then we just didn't include it on your return. So you're okay. They're in Ohio. Right. Yes. For all the, the people that came in early. So, so they're going to have to so, go get their transcript from IRS and then amend their Ohio return. Yeah. So for our listeners, the, the scenario basically is Ohio feeds off your federal return. So there's something called adjusted gross income on your federal return. And that's, line number one in your Ohio return. So if that number changes at the federal level, then normally the the state gets wind of it and you you would file an amended return to the state and change it there either, you know, positive or negatively. That's the general rule. But right now the federal government's changing it on their own. Right. Right. And then Ohio is basically saying, well, we might get an indication from the IRS that it changed, but we don't know why it changed. Right. It could have been you got a 1099 you didn't report for some other. They're not going to say, well, it was because of unemployment. Which is ironic, right? Because they always the state always notifies you if they get an adjustment from the AGI going up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not going down. And, and the facetious part is the 1099 for unemployment comes from the state of Ohio. Right. right? So they should know. They should be able to communicate somehow. Right. So if you get a 1099 that says you had $5,000 worth of unemployment, you should just be able to show here's the thing. You should be able to show that to the, to the state that says, look, um, I should de- deduct $5,000 from the unemployment. But the state's going to say, well, how do we even know it was on your federal return to begin with? Right. right. That type of thing. So so what are they requiring uh, Ohio Ohioans to do? So, like I said, you're going to have to go on the IRS site after IRS processes your refund. And you're going to have to download a tax return transcript from there because we actually have to submit it to the state with your amended return. So they want actual hard proof that it was actually processed, which is going to be a mess because a lot right. of people, I mean, I've talked to people that, you know, if the, if the difference, if the refund's so minimal, they're like, I'm right. not going to go through I mean, all that. because 
you know, for us, for our listeners, like this wasn't our fault. So right. we're going to have to amend a return. We're going to, we're going to charge you. I mean, right now it's probably at least a hundred bucks to, right. to do an amended return. So you're going to have to decide for yourself, is it worth the headache? Like if you're only getting 150 bucks back, right. you're probably not going to go through all that, that process to get 50 bucks back. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, go to the IRS site, do, do all the stuff you got to do, file the return. So it's really going to be your call, but, um, but don't hesitate to at least reach out and at least tell you what the number looks like so you have an idea whether it's worthwhile yeah. or not. Now, again, this is for people who filed their tax returns basically before the IRS came out and said the unemployment's going to be non-taxable. So basically before the middle of March. Right. So if you filed, at least here, if you filed after, we were, we once we found out we were holding off on filing those returns because we didn't know. Right. Yeah, I held everything. And we had to wait for the software to catch up and things like that. So if you filed... After that, you're, you're going to be okay because then your Ohio is going to be right. Right. So so if anyone listening, it's probably those people who filed mid-March or earlier that had unemployment. Correct. Okay. Then we got into the point where, you know, the unemployment could cause a favorable or negative effect on whether you, remember you, you filed jointly or, right. or singly back then. And, and yeah, so there's a lot of things us. we have to look at. But we're not going to be able to undo that. Right. So we're not going to be able to go from. We're uh, uh, filing separate. joint to separate. Yeah. So we we did a few of those and it worked. And then there was there was also um, the issue where the $10,000, actually $10,200 wasn't for everyone. Because if you were over a certain income level, they still taxed it. Right. So, it, right. you know. A lot of different factors we have to look at. <laughs> yeah, so those those are some of the issues that we're facing right now with the IRS, the delays, um, not only for, um, you know, just regular um, the $1,400 delays, the refund delays, and now we have this unemployment thing going on, especially in Ohio. Hopefully the federal government's getting it right, because we, we thought we were going to have to amend the returns, and then the feds came out and said, look, we're just we're going to fix their tax return internally. You're just going to have to wait a while for it. That's all. So we got some other stuff going on uh, right now, Jeff. They had, uh, normally people have children under 17. They would, they were entitled to a tax credit and they would just get it when they filed their tax return. Right. Up to $2,000 was what it was. So, now they expanded it for at least the next year, potentially four more years after that. They've already submitted that too. We'll see if it actually happens, but they've expanded credit. So now any child under six years of age qualifies for a $3,600 credit and children between 6 and 17, including 17. Before it was at 17, you were out. But now they qualify for $3,000 due to the expansion. And now you have no kids under 6, right, Jeff? <laughs> so, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. So, but generally, you used to just do it when you when you filed your tax return. You, you get the credit, and you basically increase your refund or, or decrease what you owed. Right. But now no. they're advancing it to you. So, so they're that, starting. What does that mean, advancing? So they're going to basically take half of the credit and they're going to pay it to you monthly starting this month, July. So they're going to give you a payment for half of that child tax credit. So let's say you qualified for $3,000 for the child. They're going to take the 1500 half of it, divide it up over the next six months, and deposit a portion in your bank account every month. Okay. So that sounds okay until what? Until we go to file the taxes. Now, what if that, that credit that you're normally anticipating or waiting for, or you're factoring into your refund, now all of a sudden it's not all there anymore. So we got two issues. One, um, your refund might be less because you are, well, will be less because you already got 
they basically prepaid your refund. Right. right? So by at least $500 per child, you figure, because even though they expanded it, they're giving you half of it to you. So there's going to be a difference right there. And potentially, if you made more money. Right. Then you so can there, there's there's phase a, out there's rules. a phase out. So like a lot of the credits, there's a phase out based on your income. Right. And so it is a single person. It starts at 75000 And if you file jointly, it's at 150000 So once you reach that threshold, then you start to get phased out of that credit. So it's possible that when you filed your 2020 return, maybe your income is down due to COVID or, or what have you. And now this year it's back up. So what, what could happen, they're, they're basing everything on last year's return. So you could, so, so if you worked less last year, you might be entitled to the credit. But you're, if you are go back to your job and you're making your normal amount of money, you weren't entitled to the credit. So uh, uh-oh, here we go. Well, so so when you file, you're going you're gonna to owe it back. You got it. So it's not going to be like last year where they said, look, if we overpaid, you get to keep it. So if you're going to owe it back, so if you have two or three kids, let's say you had three kids under six, that could be a $10,000 bill. For the, well, yeah, for the advanced portion of it. I mean, they'll still qualify for the 2000 when they file. Right. So you got to be careful then. Right. Because oftentimes people don't have the money laying around to pay it back. All right. Exactly. <laughs> so now, fortunately, they did give you the opportunity to opt out. So for people that are in that position where they think maybe their income is going to swing quite a bit differently this year than it where was. Where they would owe it back. Right. So you can go on the IRS website and there's an opt out on there. You have to sign up opt out. If you're, if you're married filing jointly, actually both of you need to, to go on there. So you and your spouse. So that's irs.gov. Right. And it's uh managed payments. I think they have it listed under. So what happens, um, you know, there's all types of scenarios, especially for uh, divorced people, right? The people that are, who's taking the child and right. all that type of stuff. Yeah. I just got a call yesterday because it's not her year to claim her child. So, and she's going to start to receive these payments. So she said, what should I do? And so we need to go on there and opt out of it right now because because they based it on last year's where she was taking the child exactly so she'd end up paying it back when we go to file now do these credits um i haven't looked myself but do the credits possibly go away if you file married filing separate is there any penalty for filing married filing separate do you know i don't think they've said that yet i haven't read anything because there are a lot of credits like education credits all all, all types of credits that if you file separate i never understood that but you file separately (laughs) you don't get any of it Right. So, um, and yeah, I don't think, I don't think that'll apply in this yeah. situation. And there's legitimate reasons for filing separately. I mean, sometimes you're just one, you're not even living together. Right. So sure. you could file, but there's, and we tested it here when we do tax returns because they're oftentimes it's just more favorable in Ohio to file separately, not necessarily at the federal level, but right. in Ohio. And, uh, and so you want to take advantage of that. So you can opt out when you need to. Um, right. And you have any time to do it as long as now the issue is if you're trying to do it right now, the, the first payment's actually starting July 15th. So you have to opt out before the end of the month. So I believe by, it might've been like the 28th or something like that. So that'll be for next month. Then. Right. Exactly. Exactly. If they process it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. You know, a lot of things going doing. on. Yeah. So any, uh, any other stuff you think, uh, you know, tax rates, I think, I think the consensus is eventually they're going to go up More right? than likely, sure. um, because they're spending a lot of money on stimulus. They're spending a lot of money on whatever, as they always do. And the, the debt's going higher. So one of the things we talked about uh, with some of our clients is do we want to take advantage of these low tax rates and do a little tax planning? So sure. we'll, we'll couple, we'll a couple items there. Right. You might want to look at a Roth conversion. You know, there's definitely a lot of stuff to talk about. 
So the Roth conversion would basically be taking money out of their IRA or 401k and, and paying the tax now while the tax rates are down. Right. And then putting it in a position where it's tax-free forever. Right. The right. advantage there, yeah, there's no RMDs anymore, the required minimum distribution. Right. So you won't have to worry about that when you reach age 72. So you could have some some place for people. A couple other tax things that uh, not necessarily new. It passed with the last act, but people might not be aware of um, is the stretch IRAs aren't really as stretchy as they used to be. So you want to talk about that a little sure. bit? Sure. So you used to be able to, if you inherited an IRA, you used to be able to do what's called stretch it over your lifetime. So, so this is not a spouse. Or a spouse then, too. Right. right. Sure. So anybody. So you could have just stretched it out instead of getting hit with all the taxes up front, you can stretch it. Well, now they change the game. So if it's not your spouse, you have to take it out within 10 years. So before the rule was, uh, you can, you can opt to stretch it. If you didn't, you had to take it out within five, you had to take it out within five years. Mm -hmm. So the scenario would be, um, person dies, uh, leaves money to their children. Maybe their spouse is predeceased. So, uh, the son or daughter inherits the IRA. She used to be able to stretch it out over her lifetime. And I think where it was getting, uh, uh, I don't want to say it's abuse, but, you know, grandfather leaves it to the great-grandchild. Sure. Right. So now the great-grandchild's taking it over the next 100 years, right? (laughs) So the IRS basically, or Congress was saying, look, you've had this money for 20, 30, 40 years, and we haven't touched a penny of it, so we want people to start paying taxes on it. So now the rule is, it has to be out actually, I think, by December 30th, first of the right. just say 10 years 10 it could it could go over it's like 10 and a half years or whatever 11 years but so they can wait right they can wait the whole 10 years or they they can take it out however they want to take it out it just has to be out right within 10 years now so, unless unless the person was already of the age where they're taking required minimum distributions correct. then you have to do that right. or if it's a minor child there are some exceptions but sure. basically non-spouses don't have the stretch capabilities that they used to have yeah not anymore and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad rule. I mean, it's 10 years is probably a su- sufficient amount of time to take it out. Um, but then, you know, we have to look at tax rates. I mean, tax rates right now are, are you know, I've been doing this for over 30 years, and they're the lowest I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the lowest tax bracket is 10 right now. Right. Next one's 12. I think the next one's 22. So it's, um, you know, when you know back in the 70s, the highest tax rate was 93% or something like that. So... <laughs> I don't Let's think they'll get, get that, back to that. High, but I, I, I could see tox, top tax brackets being in the 40s, maybe. Sure. Yeah, and they're talking about changes to capital gains and all that kind of stuff. So it might be you might have an opportunity right now. We could either uh, do these Roth conversions, or we might want to use some life insurance. Sure. So uh, life insurance is tax-free to the recipient. So you put the money in, and uh, you get some leverage on the money, and then whoever receives it receives it tax-free. Um any other, uh, you know, we're already 18 minutes into this. Any other things you want to touch on with going on at the IRS right now? I'm not sure. I mean, we pretty much covered the, yeah, yeah. the main things that are in the headlines right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is just you, you can't get through to them. Right. Like, you, you, you call them, you could not. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I tried half a dozen times have, yesterday. And, and we as tax preparers have a uh, tax preparer hotline. It's no different. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, But they are talking about hiring more people. Yeah, primarily well, for auditing, I think. <laughs> so. Let's get the refunds out first. Right. So, um, so that's basically what we heard on our tax update. We have the IRS uh, refund delays. Um, 
COVID delays. We also have the just the regular your refunds are delayed, and mm-hmm. then um, the uh, rescue plan where the tax you know the unemployment tax or unemployment income was not taxable up to ten thousand two hundred dollars, and then the recent one is just starting as Jeff said. I th- actually today I think they're starting is. today is to uh, push out some of these tax credits early to to clients. Um, and just a little forewarning that uh, you may owe some of it back, or your refund might be significantly lower than you're used to getting. Right. And then, and then we're going to hear it on our end. Oh, how come my <laughs> refund last year was three thousand dollars, and this year it's a hundred dollars? And right. What so. did you do? We you must have prepared this tax return wrong. It's like, well, you already got the money. I don't remember getting the money. Right. So. So if any of these issues are of a concern to you or your situation, yeah. you know, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We can at least take a quick look at it and yeah. tell you. So number some. here at the office four four zero. Eight eight six three five five zero. You can check our website, brooksidetax.com. Uh, just feel free to call us if you need to talk about it. Uh, if anyone filed their return probably mid-March or earlier and had unemployment, yeah, you, we're going to have to look at your Ohio issue. Right. So um, you could check when, when we did your tax returns. But, uh, okay, other than that, um, that's it for Road to Retirement today. Uh, my name is Chris Anselmo I'm with Jeff Corrigan from Brookside Tax and Financial. Again, our phone number is 440-886-3550. And talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.